Thank you, uh, Luke and Brianna. Let's just give, let's give the people who have uh, led us today some, some, some gratitude. Let's just give them a hand. Our worship team. Kings go to the people who are servants. Jesus said, the greatest among you shall be a servant. Because I am among you as a servant. Would you stand with me really quick? We're going to do something that we do. Um, I just have put into a practice um, uh, uh, w alongside uh, my leaders with the young adults. We've just made it a discipline that we're going to stand up every, every week um, before our little service, you know, on Sunday nights. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to enter the room. But not only just enter the room and come settle on us, but we want the Holy Spirit to actually fill us up and actually become uh, unified with us. Jesus, in, in, in John chapter 17, Jesus, he gives what I, I like to call the Lord's Prayer. He prayed, he prayed, he said, when you pray, pray like this. I, I like to call that the disciples' prayer because he said, when you pray, pray like this. But before he went to the cross, he prayed a prayer for us. He mediated for us. And what he asked God was, he said, we know that God is one, amen? God is one. Is one God in three parts. He prayed. He said, Lord, make them one as you and I are one. Bind them together as you and I are bind together in love. Let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit who knits us together and brings us together as one family under Christ. It takes faith to believe that. Because the people in this room act differently than you. They raise their kids differently than you do. Okay? It takes faith to accept what Christ, the unity that Christ died for to give us with one another. It takes faith. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to step into the room and strengthen each and every one of us. I, I'm not just standing here as a man with knowledge that I've acquired that I'm going to kind of show you into, okay? But I know one. The, 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 his name is Jesus. His Holy Spirit lives within me, and he rests on me for your glory so that he can help and empower each one of you. Let's ask the Holy Spirit, the creator God of the universe, to settle in here. He'll bring peace. I'll get all screamy and emotional because <laughs> I can't, sometimes I just can't handle it. You know, I might start crying. But he'll give you peace. He'll give you peace. I might scream or something, but he'll come and he'll, he'll whisper. In a way that you'll know. He said, my sheep will know my voice. A strange voice they will not follow. He wants to not only bring you into the fold, but teach you to understand and to learn his voice. Amen. Amen. I'm ready for a new encounter with Jesus that takes me deeper. Where I can understand his goodness and his character. Where he can lead me through. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go to 2 Kings where, where, where Hezekiah is king over Israel in the Old Testament. And what happens is the king Sennacherib comes up and says, I've got a message for the king. I've got a message for your God. He says, do you think, do you think it, was, it was me that, that came down here and did all this? It was God who sent me to come and take Israel. Sennacherib's saying this. It was God who came, and, and Sennacherib was largely successful up until that point. <laughs> But what I love is Hezekiah had spent time taking down idols. 
and he goes in, he goes into the, he goes into the, 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 the prophets and the priests, and he says, give this message to the Lord. Put it on the altar. And I love it. God goes, oh, wonderful. I've got a message for Sennacherib. I've got a message for the liar that's running his mouth, who, who thinks he can speak on my behalf. Listen, Satan will do his very best to speak on God's behalf to you, to accuse God to you. Because something didn't work here in the flesh, here in the physical, here in the decaying, he'll try to mess up your perception of what is, what is eternal. The Holy Spirit can come and set that right. Somebody comes and says to you, God gave you this sickness. This is, this is for you to teach you, to help you. And you're praying and you, you just feel like you can't settle in with that. And then somebody comes, I'm just, I'm just painting a scenario. Somebody comes to you and you says, there's healing for you. Miss Lisa says it for everybody. There's healing for you. And you feel that invitation into a deeper knowledge of him. And to, and to just, the, the lady said, if I could just get my, if I could just touch him. If I could just touch him. When you're sick, it's not so much what should I do better. It's just how close can I get to him? How close can I get to the one that healing just goes off of him? When I believe healing just goes out from him. Make, make your heart a place that, that's, that's welcoming to the Holy Spirit. It's okay to use your imagination a little bit. Me and my wife, when people come over, we like to clean up and put out candles. Not that we don't smell bad, or not that we, you know, you know. Just, we, we want it to smell extra good, you know what I mean? <laughs> come on. Come on. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? If I know that the, if I know that the king is coming, to visit me. How am I going to set the table for him? There's a place that he wants to go, and it's not just in the physical that you can see, but there's a place, something that he built inside of you, especially for him. Let's make that place, let's just turn our hearts to him and make that place welcoming to him. So when he comes in, he, 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 can, scent, he can smell that holy incense that we've set out for him. Our worship and our good conduct. Our worship and our good conduct. Our worship and our good conduct. I'm talking to the same people Brianna was talking to about the people who were saying, I just sinned not long ago. Listen, the Holy Spirit can come and make all that right. He can come in and, and establish his kingdom in your heart right now. Where he reigns over all of your doubt, fear, and shame. He can rule over all of that. I need your help. I need your help. I, I, I'm, I'm one man, but I'm one man with the Holy Spirit. I believe that we together, Jesus said, what two or more ask for, what they agree on in my name, it'll be done for them. It'll be done for them. I need your help. He said, wherever two or more are gathered, there will be among them. I need your help. <laughs> I need your help. Let's agree together and ask that the Holy Spirit come in. Listen to me, the Holy Spirit changes everything. This morning I was praying and I just felt this all of a sudden, this like, this, 
It was just the knowledge of such a tragedy that somebody could, could have lived most of their life or their whole life and not be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy, he, he just, he wants to come in and make his home in your heart. He wants to come in. He actually wants to make his home in your heart more than you want him to. He wants to be a part of your life more than you want him to be a part. He wants to come and set you free more than you even want freedom. More than you even understand it or what it's even for right now. (laughs) I'm asking him for that. I'm asking him for what he wants. What I can't even understand. Let's ask him together. Let's ask him. Let's invite the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come on in. Pray with your mouth. Young adults, lead them. Show them how it's done. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come in and and interact with us. We want to make a home for you here in our midst and in our hearts. We invite you to settle on us gently. God, help us to be more aware of you than what is going on around us. Help us to be more aware of you all of eternity than the decaying, than the falling apart around us. We ask for this in the holy name of Jesus. The holy name of Jesus who fought and died so that we could have the Holy Spirit. The inheritance of the King of Kings. The way you sent Jesus, Jesus has sent me. Jesus has sent me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It takes a minute. It, sometimes it takes a minute to work out a little hunger. Jesus said, you do not have because you do not ask. You probably, I'm going to venture out here and say, you probably don't ask because you don't want. <laughs> you probably don't want something because you're not hungry. So sometimes it takes a little, you know, sometimes you got to go work out, you know, and then you're hungry. And then you're hungry. And then you, you all of a sudden want more of him. So it takes a minute of being aware of the spirit, switching over your mindset from the flesh to the spirit. Man, why, when are we going to sit down? <laughs> In Romans 8 it says, that's hilarious. In Romans 8 it says, the, the flesh is hostile. Hostile. It's at war with the spirit. There is no, oh, well, I'll serve God tomorrow. No, it is literally at war with you. It's at war with the true Dominic Vaccaro. It's at war with you, and it doesn't want to see the Spirit. In Romans 8, well, I think I should just ro- open Romans 8 here. In, ro- in, in Romans 8, it says, let's open Romans 8. You can sit down. Y'all sit down. Y'all have a seat. Let's open Romans 8. I just told y'all 2 Samuel, but here we are going to Romans 8. Here we are going to Romans 8. Thank you, Jesus, for being here with us. Thank him in your hearts. Really tell him thank you and let your heart be thankful. Now, my Bible's falling apart, but my life isn't. So sometimes I'm like, it's not uncommon for me to be preaching and the whole book of Genesis falls out of the back of my Bible. I don't know why. I don't know why. Genesis is trying to come loose, but I'm not going to let it go, you know? Okay. We need Genesis, amen? Okay. I just, I don't do good, man. It's good in the lights, man. I'll start sweating. It's like a, it's like a hot box up there. Okay. Chapter 8, Romans 8. Romans 8. The living word of God sets us free. The living word of God sets us free. Jesus said in, 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 in uh, John chapter 15, you're already clean. Hallelujah. You're already clean because of the words I've spoken to you. I want to I listen. Okay, 
Romans 8. So now there is no, I love that. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control. Boy, I love that. I love that. He declared an end to sin's control over us by giving us his son as a sacrifice for our sins. Verse 4. He did this. This is just what like, I want us to kind of see here. He did this so that the just requirement of the law the just requirement of the law. The law is just. The, he did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us. For us. Who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. Those who are dominated by sinful nature think of sinful things. We've just got to put into practice like thinking about like Jesus and like good things. And him healing stuff and like letting little babies come up and sit on his lap when he's supposed to be preaching. This is awkward. We're sitting here with our Bibles on. You're letting babies interrupt the service. You know, we just got to get into that spiritual nature of sometimes it looks weird. Sometimes it looks different. It's okay. I'm looking to the eternal. I'm looking to the eternal. It, the, it's hostile. The spirit, did I say that? The, 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 the flesh is hostile to the spirit and it cannot please God, Romans 8 says here. It cannot please God. I, I, uh, I thought I could do it. That's my favorite Bible, but it is falling apart. So I'm going to grab my, my handy-dandy Bible here. Back to Romans 8. You okay? You still alive? Yeah. Let's pick up verse 5. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the flesh and the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit. But for those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Verse 6. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. Praise God. Verse 7. Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law, for it is not even, watch this, it is not even able to do so. Your flesh is not even capable of pleasing God. There is no faith in your, in your, in your, in your flesh. In Hebrews chapter 11, it says, it is impossible to please God without faith. You, we've, got to, we, we've got to separate ourselves from the flesh and into faith, into the Spirit of God, before we can accept anything from God. Accepting. Okay, let's go to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Has anybody heard that old thing? Uh, what's the love chapter in the Bible? 1 Corinthians 13. Have you ever heard that love chapter? It's all about love. If I could submit that Hebrews chapter 11 is the faith chapter. It's all about faith. It's all about faith. And it's kind of like really important that a believer who, who wants to bring heaven to earth, you're deeply rooted in heavenly places like a tree. 
You're deeply rooted there in heavenly places, making a difference, bearing fruit in the physical realm, expanding the kingdom of God. It's very important that we understand faith. It's very important that we understand faith. The Bible talks about us that talks about us in a way that we are actually heavenly people living in a reality of heaven toward earth. And Jesus said it, he, 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 really, he really started it all when he said, as the Father sends me, a heavenly being f- f- to earth, to change earth, to expand the kingdom of God from heaven into earth. Brianna preached a little while back, and she said, she pointed out how in the Lord's Prayer, it says that, it says that, um, um, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It, it's actually God's will that earth would look like heaven. Earth would look like heaven. That means when, you're, when Jesus was walking around, he was one man, the fullness of the Godhead, the Bible says. He was fully heavenly, fully in bodily form, walking around, doing life. And literally, a, a lady sees him, hears about him, gets word of his, of his reputation and the kind of changes that he's making in the world. And she goes out and she just reasons with herself, if I can just touch him. If I can just lay my hand on him, I can, have, I can have healing for my body. Yo, that wasn't in the Bible. <laughs> it, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't in the Bible that she could say, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. That's found nowhere in Scripture. It's found, it, it, it's actually her, her desperation took her to a place where she got an imagination. She got a picture, and, she, and, and God, Jesus actually commended her faith. She had the faith to receive what, what the picture was that she was desperate for. Cornelius, the Roman centurion, goes up to Jesus and says, hey, it's cool. I know how it works. If you just give the word, if you just say the word, it's going to be all right for my, for my family, for my servant. Jesus says, wow, yeah, this guy's amazing. Jump to this guy. Yeah, go. The, uh, your servant lives. Well, he was 11. I, I know, I know, I'm all over the place, I know. Yeah, it's like, this guy's crazy. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. The old guys that were in the youth group are like, yeah, same old thing, okay. We have to know what faith is. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. When Pastor came a couple weeks ago and he said, I want to get your hopes up, Justin, Justin here, he's like, dude, that was, dude. And I, I honestly missed it. I missed that word. I missed that. But Justin's like, dude, he, he wanted to get our hopes up. Could it, could it be that Jesus wants to get your hopes up? That you're actually living for something? I remember, oh my goodness, I remember like hanging out with my cousins as a little kid. I could not wait. That was what it meant to look forward to something. (laughs) And I was so readily anticipating hanging out with him. I knew that it would come to pass, but I just almost couldn't take it. Faith is the assurance of things that you've got your hope in. The The being assured of things hoped for. The conviction, which means I am convinced so much so that I can't act uh, uh, in a way that is not according to this. 
I have to act in the way of this because I'm convicted of things that I haven't even seen yet. Very good couple of verses here about men of old and how they gained God's approval through faith. But in, in verse 6 it says, this is what I want us to kind of absorb here. Absorb. Just kind of soak this up. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. Watch this. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Check this out. Yo, I can't make this up, okay? <laughs> For he who comes to God must believe that he is. You got to believe that God is God or, you know, that's just, come on. You got to believe that he's real. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Isn't that so just foundational? Don't we just all, like, yeah, you got to believe that God is real. But watch this. In the same verse, in the same verse, it says, it says, you have to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. If you're going to come to God, you've got to believe that he's a rewarder. If you don't understand God as a rewarder, if you understand him as a, only as a judge or as this or that, you will not even be able to come to him. You have to believe that he's a rewarder. Yeah, yeah, you have to believe that he, he rewards you. See, he's poured out his spirit on all flesh. Meaning that even people, like, even people who have never uh, believed in God or put their faith in God, they, the Bible says they look around and they can see the evidence of God. So he's poured out, it's through the Holy Spirit that, that, that they're actually able to see and, and understand that there's proof of God in the world. But it's this whole next thing to understand him as a rewarder. Listen, God pours out his spirit generously to all, but he hides certain things. He hides things. And what happens is, is he, God has to hide things. In, in Proverbs, it said it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. But it's the glory of kings to reveal a matter. What's the point? What's the point? Why is it glorious to God? Because there's got to be a special reward for those who are actually looking for him. There's got to be, he wants to reward people. He wants to reward people who seek him diligently. Jesus said, if you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things will be added unto you. What, is that, what does that mean, all these things will be added unto you? All these things that you need for advancing the kingdom. Amen? He's actually, he's actually, watch this. I got a cool story for you. In the, um, in the, uh, in the old days of Christianity, in the, in the first it would have been in the first uh, five, six hundred years. Um, Rome was having a lot of trouble. Now, Rome at this point was largely Christian. They were, you know, they, they, they just, it, it was amazing what they did. Now, I want you to think before Roman Catholic and just the Catholic faith, when they were still being persecuted, when God was doing amazing, amazing things. I believe he still can and he still is. But, but it, it, in the Roman church, he was doing some amazing things. What happened was, is some of the, the uh, Rome had kind of fallen to the barbarians and the western half of Rome had kind of divided. The eastern half that Jesus actually lived in, the eastern half of the Roman Empire, actually was actually doing very well. 
But what happened was, is they thought, man, let's liberate Rome, let's liberate Italy, the, the beginning of, uh, of really the Roman Empire, so they went and they liberated uh, Italy. And what happened was, is they kicked out all the barbarians, there were all those, uh, you know, like uh, Gallic tribes and stuff, and, and they, they pushed them out of Italy, and they kind of reoccupied Italy. This is pretty interesting to me. What happened was, is all these Scandinavians, these these tribes that originally sent down uh, warriors to go and sack Rome and take all that good stuff from the old Roman kingdom, they started realizing, they heard about this, and they're like, man, let's, let's do it again. Let's wreck it again. The Romans are back, and that means there's more stuff to take. You know, if the Romans are back, we're back, baby. Okay. So they start, you know, the barbarian horde. They start collecting, and they're actually, they actually started to, uh, to set out towards Rome. They weren't like the Romans who, like, could get somewhere overnight. So they started moving down, and what happened was, this was so intimidating to the Romans, they actually, uh, a lot of the government and the government officials, they actually abandoned Rome and all the countryside there. I love this. What happened was, is the church, just indulge me for a second, I'm a history freak. What happened was is that when the Romans left and all those people who were, who were of note, they were wealthy and they were literate, all those people left and retreated out to the east. And what happened was is the people found themselves lost and without uh, guidance and leadership. So who did they go to? Who did they raise up and say, you have to lead us? They went to the church. They went to the church and they said, we need help. We need, they're coming for us and we need you to protect us. The Romans have left us and we need you to take care of us. We need you to protect us. The barbarians are coming. And so they did, you know, there was a, a, a pope at the time. I think it's Benedict, but I, I forget. So anyway, they, they, they're building up the defenses and they're getting ready to withstand a siege and all this stuff. And they start thinking to themselves, how can we reasonably just go out and spill blood and make war against the barbarians? And the, 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 the Pope gets this, he gets this other kind of idea. And he starts raising up missionaries and Christians. And he says, your mission is to convert them before they even reach us. And they raise up these, this will be our military, our, 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 our militant force that we send out into the enemy camp. And they start raising up missionaries and Christians, and they send them out, evangelist prophets, and they send them out, and actually it, it disintegrates before it can even reach Rome. Is that not incredible? What if we thought that way? We didn't fight according, or, 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 or do war according to the flesh, but we actually made war on what we know was controlling our enemies. What we knew was controlling other flesh and blood. What if we chose to make war that way? Isn't that incredible? Oh, I love that. Let's go back to Romans 8. I just, I think that's fantastic. He's a rewarder. He's a rewarder. There goes Genesis, y'all. I'm telling you. Okay, Jonathan, you weren't wrong what you said when you started bringing a word of prophecy about the business thing. 2 Samuel chapter 19. Sound booth, you guys are awesome. I didn't communicate with the sound booth to do, like, so they're just awesome. Let's give them a hand. You guys are awesome. Eleven fifty-two already. 
I want to talk about. I want to talk about inheritance. Yeah, dude, I gotta cut my hair. It's terrible, man. Okay. Inheritance. I was praying today. I was praying today. And if you're like me and you know you're going to talk to somebody or something, you're like, God, give me this whole sermon and I'll write it out. And I'll just read it off the page. <laughs> and God does, God does what God does. And he does something that your whole flesh is like, nah, you know, <laughs> and he gives me a word. And that word is like inheritance. That word was just like inheritance. I want my people to understand what I want them to inherit. He wants you to inherit something. He sent me. Do you know he has me here? Okay. Everybody believe that you're not here by coincidence. Amen. So everybody, can, can you believe with that same faith that I'm not here by coincidence? Can you believe with that same faith that I'm not here by coincidence? I don't think so either. Well, my dad, he asked me to preach, but I feel like the Lord, he had a message for me before I even knew I was going to preach. He had something that was actually eternal for you, that's actually lasted before, we see, before uh, what we see in front of us that's actually decaying. He has a message for us that can go from my eternal soul into yours by way of the Holy Spirit. Amen? It's actually not my power or anything, my knowledge or anything that got it to you. But it's actually the Holy Spirit working in me and the Holy Spirit working within you. And then he brings this whole inheritance thing and you're able to step into something that was yours that you never thought you could live up to. Sennacherib. Let's go to Sennacherib. Sennacherib's been ravaging um, Israel and God's people. And he's been just, you know, wrecking shop. He's, t- he's taken uh, Israel. Israel's a bunch of uh, idol-worshipping uh, heathen at this point. And um, so uh, they never thought that anything bad could befall them, and they thought they would always be okay. And so what happens is, is um, Sennacherib comes down, and he wrecks Judah, or uh, wrecks Israel, the northern kingdom, and totally, totally humbles them completely. And so Sennacherib starts feeling really good about himself. He starts feeling really good because he's had victory over God's people. He's had victory over God's people. The enemy has had victory over God's people. But watch this. Sennacherib got a little big, and he kept on going. He kept on going, and he, he gives this message to the people of God, and I want to I I just read that out here. Uh, let me do some more context. I know it's like, Mark, you have three minutes, four minutes, you know, five, four, three. <laughs> We're out of here, you know, lunchtime. What you're doing, what you've started, is, is, is blessed by the Lord. Let me tell you, he, he wants to breathe on what you're doing. He wants to breathe on what you're doing. Abraham had this dream that he'd have children and that they would bless the entire earth. He had this dream, and that dream didn't come from him. He'd already made up his mind. He'd already, he'd already adjusted to what things looked like. And God gives him a dream that upsets his entire life. Upsets everything about him. The war is, the flesh is at war with the... And so now he's completely changing his lifestyle. 
And what happens is he gets all the way through and he actually has his son and it's amazing and God asks him to come up and sacrifice his son. God asks him to come and sacrifice his son. And Abraham's marching up that hill bravely with his son in tow. And he tells his servant, stay behind. Me and my son are going to go make a sacrifice to the Lord. And he's marching up and Isaac says, oh man, I'm going to just go on this here. He marches up and Isaac says, Dad, where is the sacrifice? And he turns to Isaac. This is faith. He turns to Isaac and he says, the Lord will provide for himself a lamb. The Lord will provide for himself. Everybody say this with me. The Lord will provide for himself. The Lord has provided me for himself. The Lord provided Jesus for himself. Amen? He is the fullness of everything that I need to step into God's will for my life, to step into God's kingdom and to be a part of it, actually to rule and reign. So he goes up and he he takes Isaac and he lays him on the altar and he's about to do it just completely obedient. And the angel says, whoa, 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 and then brings it up, brings up the ram caught in the, you know. Stop. Whoa, here's the, here's the, what, what, what was happening there? God was asking Abraham to present his future, the future of Israel, our future, the future of God's people to him so that he could bless it. Martin Luther said this. He said, everything that I've held on to, I've lost. Martin Luther, the reformer. Everything that I've held on to, I've lost. But everything that I've given to God, that which I still have. God what? God's given you a dream and he wants you to hold on to it. He actually wants to bring it to fullness in your life. He wants you to be able to see it in the land of the living. But you must be obedient and present it to him first. So that he can purify it and bless it. We put everything we are, everything we are on the altar for him to bless first. Everything we are. I'm not sure if you would call this a sermon or a tangent. (laughs) Angel, can you stand up, bro? Extend your hands toward Angel. Angel, uh, I know, like, God doesn't, God, like, God doesn't love Angel more. But sometimes God just goes, hey, I'm pulling your number and I want to just bless you a whole lot. Angel, you're standing not because of something you've done wrong, but because of something that you've done well. And now God's ready to bless it and breathe on you. And all of the church is going to together agree with you. You know what it is. We don't even need to know, but we agree with you. We will agree with you for your promise. He said, what you do, what two more agree in my name, that I'll do for them. It's time for God's people to start believing that and start asking. If we're hungry for something, we've got to start asking. So this is how you do it right here. God, we ask that you would just bless Angel. Bless the work of his hand. God, your your will is actually that you would bless your people, that you would bless your people and let 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 so that we would let our light shine and that the people would give glory to our heavenly Father because of it, according to the book of Luke. So, Father, we ask that you would mightily bless Angel, mightily bless him, in the name of Jesus Christ, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Bless him, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that you've called him for something unique. Thank you, Jesus. You've marked him before we even knew him. Before his parents knew him, you marked him and set him aside. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, bro. Oh, man. I just want to be obedient. The Holy Spirit, when, we, when you step into God's presence, things change. Things change. You have to change. You might not know it. You might not feel it. Sometimes you have to use faith. All the time you have to use faith. You actually come to him because you have faith in the first place. It's, impo it's impossible to please him without faith. So what happens is when you have faith and you step in, things change. Even though you in your flesh that is hostile, hostile to God, watch this. Your flesh that is hostile to God will tell you it's not true. That you didn't just receive. That you didn't just change. Your flesh will lie to you, but your spirit receives from the presence of God. Watch, when a seed is planted, there's a minimal difference made. Sometimes seeds are, are, go on top of the soil. They don't even, and their roots, they send down roots. Sometimes root, they don't even disturb the soil. I'm believing right now that a, a seed sown from the Word of God can go into your life, and you might not sense any difference, but like C.S. Lewis said, every day seems the same, but as I look back on my life with the Lord, everything has changed. And I look back and I say, He's delivered me again and again and again and again, and He'll do it again. He'll do it again. Listen to me, every single one of you, He set you aside, marked you. as uh, He set you aside to be a holy vessel for His work. For his work. He set each and every one of you aside. Would you stand with me again? This is how I'll, this is how we'll end. It's time to end and we can end now. That's fine. And then um, we'll do the announcements and then be done. But let's, um, Let's ask God for something. He said what two or more agree on. I'll do it for them. So anybody who would like, I know this is kind of different, and we hate different because we're hostile to the spirit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not you guys. But let's ask God for something. Does anybody have? Something that they know that they just, and this is for our church. And let's ask God, let's just present it to the Lord so that he can consecrate it, make it holy. Does anybody have, does anybody, does anybody here, really, really, I'm really asking. Does anybody have a request for the Lord? Sweet, I'll go first. Oh, Miss Twyler's got one. And I'm going to go first, Miss Twyler, and then watch what happens. Uh, I'm coming right now. My request is that we would be filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and because, Jesus said, I know you, you, you'll be known by your fruits. You'll be known by your fruits. And so let's ask the Holy Spirit that he would come and reside in us and so that we would actually bear fruit. You bear fruit depending on the nourishment that your roots are set down into. Like Ephesians chapter chapter uh, 3 says, you'll be, you'll be deeply rooted in love. Amen? Amen? Y'all with me? He could be led by the Spirit. Come on. I, I pray that God's people would actually bear fruit because the Holy Spirit resides within them. Because our, because our lives, because our heart dig down and send roots down into the love of Christ, we bear fruit. What does fruit look like? I'm not talking about gifts. Gifts are gifts, and that's wonderful. But fruit, fruit is production. Fruit is you being productive. Fruit is you actually producing what you ought to. 
Fruit is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, etc. <laughs> I always forget one or two, I know, you know. <laughs> etc. question mark. But that God's people would actually bear fruit. What is the fruit for? It's for, it's for picking and eating. Come on now. It will actually, my gentleness, my self-control, my love, my peace, my goodness, self-control, will actually bless the person next to me. Because they're able to come and eat the fruit right off the vine. Amen? And what will happen is as you produce fruit, as you are obedient, he prunes what doesn't, and he, you actually produce more fruit. So I'm asking God for something that he's already promised us. That we would bear fruit. Hopefully somebody's been thinking about their request that they're going to make of God. But let's ask God right now that he would give us fruit. Miss Twyler, what's... I just want to see salvation for my children God. and my yeah. grandchildren. Praise God. We can agree together for that. Amen. Amen. We will do it. Let's do it right now. Before we do another request, let's just stop and, and agree together on this. Lord, we thank you so much that you said that we can make requests of you and it would be done for us. So, Father, right now we ask that you would make a difference in Twyler and Buddy's family. All of the Websters, God, I pray that you would redeem their family and call them to you. Bring great discomfort to the flesh that entrenches them in their sin. But, God, call them out. Call them out and make them different. Bring them into your will and show them your deep and great love for them. Your word says, God, your word says that it's your great love and kindness that calls us to repentance. So we ask that you would demonstrate your kindness in their life. Demonstrate your great kindness and love towards them, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for, for a demonstration. We know you're already doing it. You're already, you're already authoring a situation to demonstrate kindness in their life. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's do another request. Anybody got one? I got one right here. So yeah. that uh, that um, that we would not have barrenness, right? That that we would be able to bear children and multiply the young children. So for for those who have received a report like that, that that's not the end. That that we we believe and we walk yeah. in yeah. and we will see our children flourish in this church. And let her expand her house because she'll actually, and you'll be talking to the microphone. She said, uh, 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 the Lord said, because she will actually have more children than the, than the photo woman. God will actually do with barrenness. He'll actually do more fertility in her, through her. So let, let us rejoice together. Let us rejoice together. Uh, uh, barrenness isn't from God. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. There's like something in, there's a, there's something, a voice from the enemy or from the flesh that's saying, well, sometimes it could be blessing. That's, that is from the enemy. That is from the enemy. Guess what? God can use it though to the good of those who love him. The only way that happens is when that thing kneels down and praises Jesus. That's when it, a, a thing is full grown, a, a circumstance is full grown when it's actually part of your testimony. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and it actually submits itself to the, to the, to the word of Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's pray for this. Let's, let's agree together against this. Yeah. 
Let's make war with the flesh. Amen? He, it says in Romans 8, he'll pour, how much more will he pour life into your earthly bodies? He'll pour life into your earthly bodies. Just reject the flesh, and then one day you'll go to heaven, and it'll all be good. He'll actually pour life into your earthly body. Amen? Hmm. Eight minutes over. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much that you make war with our sicknesses and our ailments. You came in and you did battle with that which tries to hold us down. And God, we right now kick all that off, all that, all that, all that distraction and sin that easily entangles us, and we focus on you. It is through you and through your word and through your promises and, and your grace piled high for us that we know we have what we ask for. You told us we could ask in your name and that we would receive that we would have what we asked. So, Father, right now we thank you in advance and we say, Lord, thank you for giving. Thank you for... Jesus, we seek your face on this. And we know that we're speaking to a rewarder. A rewarder. A rewarder. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. What does the kingdom look like? Jesus, let, he freely lets you just look forward to the kingdom of heaven. What does it look like? What does it look like when everything is brought to completion? And we're actually in heavenly places with him. What's that going to look like for you? What's it going to look like when you have a new body? What's it going to look like? What's it going to look like when you're in his presence in heaven? He's actually called you to make this place like that place. Can you believe? Can you believe? He said, all things are possible if you just believe. The man, the man who brought his son, his de de demoniac son, to, Jesus, uh, to the disciples, they couldn't heal him. One after another, they could not heal him. And Jesus comes down the mountain after he's been hanging out with the, the, the disciples. He comes down the mountain. And the man says, if, now, keep in mind, this man has been told, no, I can't heal your son, I can't heal your son, I can't heal your son, I can't heal your son. Think about all those disciples. And this man says to Jesus, if you're able, please have pity on me. And Jesus goes, if I'm able? I don't care what people told you. He's able. I don't care if they prayed and it didn't work out. He's able. He's able. He's still able. He's still, he, he just, he loves you so much. He said, blessed are those who believe who have not seen. I've never seen God. But he was calling me out in the Bible. A special blessing for you and I. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's pray and, uh, and, and we'll be done. We'll do some announcements. Let's pray and just thank the Lord for his goodness. Together, let's thank him. Jesus, we thank you so much for your continued goodness, kindness, and faithfulness towards us. Even when we are not faithful, you are faithful, for you cannot change who you are. You stay the same, and we trust in you, and we believe you to bring your promises for us to fruition. Give us creative, give us creative situations. Teach us what we need to do to get our healing. If we just touch you, if I can just get close enough to Jesus, I can have it. Teach us, Jesus. Teach us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We do honor you. We do honor you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness, continued love and kindness towards us. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to make us different.
make us spiritual people, spiritual, spiritually minded people, where we actually think about your kingdom more than we think about our flesh, or more than we think about um, the fact that we need coffee to get things going in the morning. We actually go to you first. Help us to really see, see you as our source. Jesus, we so thank, we're so thankful for these, these three that, have just, that you've wanted to just uh, pull their card today. We just thank you for that. And Lord, we look long and expect your goodness. We look for it. We're ready for it. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, let's give God a hand. Who is finishing? Okay, I guess I'm finishing the service. So, um, yeah, on the 19th, Harvey, is that right? 19th? Oh, the 26th is the girls under the, is the, okay. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm already off. Okay. okay. So, this is going to be a very busy month for us in the church. <laughs> Opa. <laughs> okay, we're starting on the 12th. Um, the young adult girls, including the ladies of the church, we're going to have a girls' party. It's going to be Galentine's. And it's a 12 from 3 to 5 at Axiom. Um, we want us to enjoy each other, talk about life, and come on, uh, dress to party so we can have cute pictures. Also, on the... On the 26th of this month is the men's ministry. I believe that's like at 8 a.m. Yeah. And you guys know the drill, right? Um, and also, this year is a special year um, for the church. This is the 30 year of the church having the same pastors. And so we would like to honor them. Um, I have only known them for five years and as pastors and as family as well, but I know most of you have known them for more than me. So come with a spirit of celebration and also of uh, being grateful towards them. So also let's come to celebrate, come ready for it. If you guys feel in your heart to bring them a present, come uh, bring them a present, but um, let's just honor them by our presence being here because I know they've been in my life in difficult moments and in happy moments. So I believe is the same for you and we're blessed to have good pastors with us so um remember we're um raising funds to change our drums so if you want to uh, donate for that go on our website and as in the notes that is for that um and there's other needs in the church if the god god puts in your heart to give anything just add in the comments what are you giving for so i believe that's all you can also give in the back with our archers or on the website god um go and be blessed and be a blessing to somebody this week Woo! Gorgeousness.